Good morning to you. Welcome into the Wealth Guardians radio program. I'm Doug Ray, your host today, and with me is uh, Bryce Payne. Good afternoon. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, everybody else out there. Doug, how are you doing this fine weekend after some rain? Yeah, and you're fresh back from vacation. Fresh back from vacation. Another vacation. <laughs> it wasn't another vacation. It was <laughs> The others were not vacations. You sent me away to Vegas in 117 degree heat. That was not a vacation. I guess not. This was my first vacation in a while. Didn't have one in 2020 or much of one in 2020. Um, but was down in Roatan, uh, Honduras, which is a diving mecca. My wife and I went down there. And uh, right as Fred was forming... And, but it was a little further to the north, so it did not impact us at all. And, uh, you know, it's always a risk, Doug, going down to the Caribbean in the summertime. Yeah, you always yeah. debate on whether or not to pay the extra money for the insurance or whatnot. But uh, we took a risk. We didn't get the insurance, and uh, we extremely lucked out. The weather was perfect. The water was perfect. But um, we did overdo it on the diving a bit. We went to one of those um, all-inclusive uh, diving resorts where... They didn't charge you per dive, so you could just dive as much as you wanted to, staying within regulations. And uh, we were diving some days four times a day. And just by the end of the week, we realized we didn't relax at all on this trip. And so, <laughs> but uh, did uh, did get some quality time in and uh, lucked out with the weather. But we're back now and uh, do have a little bit of an ear infection. I've got to go get uh, checked out. I don't know what, uh, what might have crawled in there during one of those dives and started uh, inhabiting me, but I've got to... Get it out of there, whatever it is. Well, you know, you, by the looks of the pictures you brought back, you guys had a fabulous time. And, you know, one of those pictures that looked to me like where you were staying was right on the water. Was that the case? Yeah, yeah. Uh, our, our cottage or uh, bungalow was off the water by about uh, 50 feet. But they did have some bungalows that were over the water, which was very cool. We befriended some people who were in those. And at nighttime or various times of the day, you could see eels and octopus right out there. I, I haven't showed you yet, but I've got video of an octopus just six inches off the water right on the shore, practically dipping my phone in the water to <laughs> videotape him. But it was a it was a grand time, and uh, I'm back and ready to uh, start crunching numbers again. One of those uh, pictures you sent was of a barracuda you were swimming by, and it reminded me. I yes. used to do some scuba diving many, many years ago, and it was I was diving on a Russian uh, sunken Russian freighter off of Pensacola, and came up right through a school of barracuda. Oh, wow. And I'll tell you what, they, you know, underwater, the picture's kind of magnified a little bit. Yeah. You look at their eyes, yeah. and it looked like you were looking at big black silver dollars or something. And, you know, nothing happened. But, man, I, I, my heart skipped a beat. They are intimidating <laughs> <Yeah>. creatures. They <laughs> do not move whatsoever. They talk about stand your ground law. Those guys do not move for you. You could come up right to them, and, you know, at some point they will... They will uh, test you. But, uh, yeah, they are an intimidating-looking creature. Well, folks, as we get the show going, uh, let's, uh, as we normally do, I want to send a great uh, thank you out to all of our uh, service members, our first responders. Thank you for everything you do, the sacrifices you're making, and uh, we really do appreciate you. You know, Bryce and I thought we'd keep the show kind of light today. Those of you who don't know it, uh, we record the show on Wednesday mornings, and as of uh, this recording, things were looking pretty bad in Afghanistan. We still have several thousand Americans over there. Hopefully, by the time this show airs, uh, we'll figure a way to get them home. So uh, today, we're going to keep it kind of light. We're going to talk about Bryce's vacation. We got some financial advisor jokes for you. So don't, uh, you know, don't light your hair on fire and scream at us for yeah. for that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there is a uh 
a tone out there to the news right now that is uh, some of the most depressing that I've seen in quite some time. So I appreciate, Doug, your idea of the, let's not delve into things too much there and just kind of uh, go light here. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about some uh, financial advisor jokes, maybe poke a little fun at ourselves here. Well, before we do that, I still got some more questions about your vacation. Oh, shoot. Happy to talk about it. When you told me you were going to Roatan, I'd heard that name before, but I've, I've never been there. Didn't even know exactly where it was. Was it hard to get there and back? Well, the first time, I it's not now. When I was first down in Roatan, it was I had served in the Peace Corps in Honduras in 94 through 96. And the Peace Corps volunteers were familiar with the island. Back at that time, there were 15,000 people living on the island. Since I was down there uh, 25 years ago, they've put an international airport in. Honduras realized what they had there as far as a uh, Caribbean island. Now there is 191,000 people living on that island. So it went up from 15,000 to 191. So it used to be that you had to uh, fly down to Honduras, to San Pedro Sula, or La Ceiba, and then take a puddle jumper over. So that's why it wasn't very inhabited. Now you can fly directly from Atlanta or Houston straight down there. And it is a diving mecca, like I said, where we were at. Those people take diving seriously. Bell and I enjoy our diving, but we're not dive maniacs. Mm. The people we were with there have gone all over the world. We're diving four times a day, no matter what. And people there were collecting their thousandth or two thousandth dive. I mean, good night. We were with some serious people, so we felt a little bit out of place there. But boy, you can't get better walk-in diving than there. But yeah, it's a beautiful little island. Most of the people there uh, send their kids to the United States for school for um, high school. Hmm, interesting. So it's a lot of money there. I was going to ask, is that a Caribbean island where Americans might want to retire to? It could be. There are a lot of people who are there. Um, if you ever watch any of those HGTV shows, like you won the lottery or whatnot, or my favorite island, Dreamhouse, a lot of times, or from time to time, you will see Roatan featured on there. It's not a place you'd want to year, uh, live year long, I don't think. I wouldn't want to, but during the summer months right now. And if you uh, like the Caribbean lifestyle, yeah, there'd be about uh, four or five months out of the year that you could be down there and enjoy it. Well, what was there any good restaurants? I mean, how'd you, what did you guys do? No, we, uh, the place that we were at was kind of, it was an island off of Honduras, technically speaking. And so you didn't leave that island unless you didn't want to dive that day. But we, uh, they had a great buffet there that you just lined up for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And most of the time, what did they have? Shrimp. But okay. but they had fish there. They had chicken and other uh, pastas and whatnot. But uh, there are restaurants there. The West End is nice. Uh, really provides you that idyllic uh, Caribbean type of hole in the wall, but really good food kind of place, like a little Italy or something like that. But uh, where we were at, it was just all Americans. Uh, so we didn't get much um, international flavor going on or you know feel like we were immersed in some other culture well were you tempted to make some calamari out of that octopus <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was probably too little too the one that we saw was a little bit too little wouldn't have uh, satisfied much but you know I, I sent you a picture of a, a king crab yeah that you I saw, saw that. and uh, i was just swimming by a shelf all by myself and uh came across him and i had to back fin a little bit and say hey that that guy looks just like a rock, but he is not a rock. And uh, saw some, saw a huge tarpon, which um, mm. there was a, a fantastic uh, photographer down there who rented out his cameras and whatnot. And he said, how on earth did you see a tarpon out here? I said, I don't know what it is. You, you tell me how I saw it. But uh, saw some great stuff. 
a lot of great stuff, a lot of rays down there. And of course, there was a couple of shipwrecks that we could swim around. And I even sent a joke to you that there was a, uh, <laughs> right. a tipped over ship. I said, hey, there's your Honduran, Honduran Navy. Navy yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like you just had a fabulous time and a, a vacation that you'll remember the rest of your life. Yes. And I, I owe it in part to you. Glad we could uh, arrange that time off. And you're going to take some time off here before too long as well. So uh, always always refreshes us, doesn't it, to be able to get away somewhere. And uh, we didn't get that last year too much. Yeah, you, you got to do it. It recharges the batteries. You just can't work all the time. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get started on the meat and potatoes of the show here. We're going to talk about jokes today, folks. Okay. So uh, these are financial advisor jokes. And the first one is, I'm normally not one to brag about my financial skills, but... My credit card company calls me almost every day to inform me my balance is outstanding. Bada boom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, well, you know, I guess that uh, if we want to relate that back to retirement planning, that basically talks about does a retiree want to go into retirement with a, with debt? I like to say there's two kinds of debt. There's good debt. There's bad debt. Bad debt, I think, is kind of obvious. It'd be like credit card debt, you know, personal loans, those kinds of things. Good debt, uh, a mortgage is uh, considered good debt because that's the kind of debt that, hey, you can still write the interest off if you got enough of it. But you're also paying it down and you're building equity in a home. So, And it's something that appreciates. What we found, especially in this area, I think the vast majority of retirees really want to go into retirement with no debt at all. And I'll tell you, and you know too, from doing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of plans, the folks that go into retirement with no debt, they are definitely a step ahead. Yeah, there's no question about it. And you know, some people are okay having a little bit of debt. Others, even if it might not make the most financial sense to get rid of that mortgage before retirement because it's a low interest rate. And like you said, it's a tax write-off in certain ways. There's a subjective factor that goes in there too, that some people just don't want to have the debt and they'd rather pay that off sooner than later, even if financially down the long term, it doesn't hurt them to have that debt. Um, so there's two factors that you got to consider there when we're advising people on debt. Like you said, the good debt and the bad debt, but then there is also not just the numbers, but kind of a subjectiveness to it. Do you want to just be debt-free and are you willing to sacrifice a few more dollars long-term to get rid of that debt now? Well, folks, you're listening to the Wealth Guardian Show. Yes, we're keeping it kind of lighthearted today just to change the attitude up a bit. But if you do want to see us and talk about your retirement planning, we would welcome you to come in and sit down and do that. It just starts by a simple little phone call, 336-391-3409. You'll reach Lynn or Joy on the phone and say, hey, I want to come in. I want to talk about my future, my family's future, put some things down on paper, and uh, get the planning process started. So, folks, hang in there. We'll be back with some more financial advisor jokes. We're going to do the trivia question here real quick, Doug. Oh, sorry. That's all right. So we're still keeping it light, but what is the difference, Doug, between an Afghan and an Afghani? Mm, Good question. All right. That's our trivia question, folks. What is the difference between an Afghan and an Afghani? We'll be back after the break to fill you in on that little bit of knowledge. And welcome back to the Wealth Guardians radio show. This is Bryce Payne sitting in the producer's chair. And right next to me in the talent chair is Doug Ray. Thank you for sticking around through the break. Folks, if you are maybe five to seven years from retirement and you've had an inkling in the back of your mind that you are not sure if you're making the best decisions for yourself when it comes to retirement and that clock is ticking, well, I've got good news for you like I do every week. We can help you understand whether or not you are making those best decisions. We can help you understand how to retire the job while keeping the paycheck, the best of both worlds. All you got to do is pick up the phone and give us a call, 336 391 34 
3-3-6-3-9-1-3-4-0-9. That's 336-391-3409. We will sit down with you and go over all the income, all the assets, all the expenses in your retirement, all the variables, all the assumptions, and help you understand if you're on the right track for retirement or not. We would love to be able to sit down with you and see what services or help we can provide in planning for your retirement. You can also reach us at our website, www.thewealthguardians.com. So again, thank you for sticking around for the break. And I know that the reason you stuck around is like you always do. You want to see if we stumped Doug this week with that (laughs) trivia question. So our question this week, a little topical, but still keeping it light. What is the difference between an Afghan and an Afghani? Well, obviously, Afghanistan has been top of mind all week. That's why we're keeping the show light today. Uh, you got me. I, I, singular versus plural. I, I, uh, that's a good guess. That's a good guess. Actually, an Afghan is a citizen of Afghanistan. An Afghani is the currency oh. of Afghanistan. So see how I tied it into a little bit of financial thing there okay. going on? So, yeah. so the U.S. Afghani exchange rate right now is 86 to 1. One month ago, it was 79 to 1, which that means they have had in the last month a 9% inflation rate. So for all of you out there who are complaining about the inflation that we have here in the United States, well, it's bad. It's certainly worse than what we've had in the last 20 years or so, but it could always be worse. So we are not, we have not experienced a 9% inflation rate in the last month. Did you say per month? Well, for the last month it has been. I'm not saying per month. That's just, well, obviously some things have happened that might have helped that spike in the last month. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, that is not a great inflation rate to have. So they've got some tough times going on over there. And uh, of course, they're in our thoughts. All right. So we're going to go back to uh, the jokes here. We're poking a little bit of fun at ourselves as financial advisors. And here are some financial advisor jokes. And the next one is, why couldn't the advisor get people to buy bonds, Doug? Not enough interest. Not enough interest. That's a little bongo (laughs) drum that we've got there somehow in our recording studios. Our new and improved recording studios, by the way, with our much larger monitor going on here. So that uh, helps us uh, bring all the more uh, special and important information to everybody out there. So, yeah, uh, why couldn't the advisor get people to buy bonds? Not enough interest. So, Doug, we're not the biggest fan of bonds in this current uh, era, about the last uh, 15 years or so for retirement portfolios, are we? And that's exactly why. Let's look. Let's go back and look at why bonds were ever put in a portfolio let's do of that. any kind in, in the first place. Yes. Originally, uh, the bond side of the portfolio was meant to be for stability and also for income production. Not growth so much. Yeah, not growth, income production. And and the thought was that, you know, as the stock market goes through its uh, cycles up and down. Up and down, the up bond and mar- down. The bond mar- <laughs> yeah, and especially down, the bond side <laughs> would, would give it the stability plus the income uh, for uh, the portfolio. That was all well and good back in the day when you could get a AAA corporate and a 10-year treasury at 6 7 8%. Yep. yep. But today, the 10-year treasury is at 1.2, I think. Yeah, it's, it's low ones. So it's not providing income at all. Even to get into the 3 and 4% range, you have to get into the junk bonds. High-risk, high-yield high bonds. High-risk bonds, high-yield bonds, uh, and, and that's just no place for a retirement portfolio. So not to mention, with interest rates as low as they are, the risk has become monstrous on the bond side of the portfolio. Because if interest rates do start going up, and I think eventually they will, especially if this inflation is not transitory, like the Fed says, 
then you're going to see a price movement to the downside of mm-hmm. the bond side of that portfolio. So I, I, I say bonds are a double-edged sword. Yep. And we don't use them in our portfolios. But we, we still want to create we still want to create the impact that a bond has on a portfolio. Absolutely. You need the stability, you need the income, so we use a fixed indexed annuity. And we don't use it as an annuitized annuity. We use it as a vehicle that is indexed so you've got growth to an index. It could be the S&P. It could be some other kind of index. It grows and you can take income off of that growth uh, every single year or month if you want to to recreate the income side. And it's perfectly safe. It is guaranteed. I can be on the radio right now and say it's guaranteed not to go down. Not to go down in value. It does not uh, fluctuate with the market like that. So uh, it's a great point that we bring up there, Doug. Uh, I know that word scares a lot of people, but that's generally around variable annuities, which are a very different animal than fixed index annuities. So a great topic there. Why couldn't the advisor get people to buy bonds? Not enough interest. We're going to go to the next joke now. I'm not saying my financial advisor is bad at his job, but when I went into the office and asked him to check my balance, he tried to push me over. So that's <laughs> not <laughs> yeah, even a good that's, joke. That's not even a good joke. Yeah. But <laughs> we've only got a half an hour here, folks. Uh, so uh, the question would be, uh, Doug, what do we do when it comes to rebalancing or helping our clients remain balanced in their portfolio? Actually, this is a pretty good follow on question to the last one. You know, obviously, you've got an allocation mix between the equity side and our bond replacement side, the fixed index annuity. Most of the time, we're at a 50-50 allocation, sometimes a little more on the equity side. But uh, as the market grows and uh, turns into like a 70-30 situation, you do need to think about rebalancing from time to time because you don't want a portfolio to get out of that uh, client's risk tolerance. No, absolutely not. Even though our equity side does have stop loss features in it, it still can go down some in value, not nearly as much as the market, but still you want to control the risk in a retiree's portfolio. And when our clients, it's time for them to take distributions. A lot of times clients will come to us a few years before retirement, so they're not ready for distributions yet. But when it is time to take distributions, we help them figure out what percentages out of each account are they taking the distributions from so they're not upsetting that balance. But Doug, I want to go off here for a second um, in a different direction. Rebalancing in the sense of what your portfolio allocation is, is one thing. But there's also another balance that you need to do between IRAs and Roths in your mm-hmm. accounts too. You don't want to be overweighted in one or the other, uh, though I guess there would be no problem in being overweighted in Roths. But nobody ever has that problem. But not just the allocation of your portfolio, but you want to be properly balanced between your pre-tax and your non-taxable monies as well. Absolutely. And, and like you said, uh, it's not a problem to be over, overrated in a Roth. In fact, who is? My, my, yeah, but my viewpoint is I want as much tax-free income as I can possibly get with what we see coming down the sure, road. Sure. So, uh, yeah, I absolutely agree with you there. So there's different, we do uh, support heavily and encourage our clients to take advantage of uh, IRA to Roth conversions. While it is a taxable event, it does pay off for you in the long run, particularly if you're of the belief that taxes are going to go up in the future at some point. All right. So here, let's get on to our next joke. What's another name for a long-term investment? A failed short-term investment. There we go. <laughs> 
a failed short-term investment. Doug, uh, clients out there have long-term investments and they have short-term investments, but we see it from time to time where a client has long-term investments, probably not the best thing for their portfolio at this time, but they just cannot bring themselves to get rid of them for a couple of reasons. Well, yeah, I mean, you you have situations where they've inherited stock that Mm -hmm. their parents have owned for their lifetime. And, you know, you can't argue with uh, with a situation like that. Or you have a situation where, you know, somebody comes in and, and their entire 401k is full of company stock. You can make a big argument against against that. You sure can. Uh, keeping some of their company stock makes a lot of sense, but not uh, 90% of their 401k. We have seen that happen. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it worked great for people in the past that had, uh, say, for example, R.J. Reynolds or Lowe's stocks. Mm-hmm. But even those companies aren't, uh, uh, you know, impervious to economic downturn. Got a lot of Haynes clients as well in this area. Well, and you know, Haynes has had uh, had a, had a tough road uh, the last few years they in their have. stock price. So yep. some of those folks have uh, taken a, a pretty sizable hit on their four hundred one k. So yeah, you don't want to. Uh, again, it's a balance situation. You don't want to be overweighted in one or two different companies. No, and that's uh, diversification. While it can be overhyped at times, there is a certain importance to not having all of your weight in just a few companies. You do want to be spread out to a certain degree out there. Yeah, and I'd like to just add, you know, on the equity side of our portfolio, I I really like the way that we do it uh, because we've got a portion of that equity is completely diversified in ETFs. uh, And then the other side of the equity equation is growth stocks. Yes. And uh, the combination, you know, as you see the cycles of the market, you see one will outperform the other. Uh, at times, some of them are sometimes you're having them just uh, uh, click together like uh, like magic, if you will. It's a nice uh, mix of uh, equity. Absolutely. And yeah. a little bit of diversification in there, but a little bit of focus on the real growth potential stocks as well, like you said. I think we've got room for one more joke here, Doug, if we can actually call these jug- jokes. <laughs> Why was the client sleeping like a baby when the stock market crashed? He woke up every hour and cried. There you know, I, I'm really glad we don't make our living as stand-up comedians. <laughs> we would, I don't know that we would be ever set for retirement if we did that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I guess you could equate this one to uh, people stressing out over over the market uh, when it goes down. And, uh, gosh, I've been in the business 33 years. I've surely seen uh, enough of that. You know, I think, by and large, our folks don't, though. Uh, they know they're protected on the downside. and. It reminds me of a um, when you first came to work yes. for us. Yep. Tell that story. Well, when I first came to work with the Wealth Guardians, it was shortly thereafter, within about nine months or so, uh, we were having our client, our annual client dinner for all of our clients down at Bermuda Run. And what did the market do in 2018, in December of 2018? Mm. It was taking a nosedive. And I thought, how many advisors are going to have a client dinner right when the market is taking a nosedive with all of their clients right there ready to stand in line to panic and talk to them and sweat and whatnot? And it was really impressive that nobody, Doug, wanted to come up to you or me for that matter and say, hey, I'm really worried about my portfolio. That spoke volumes about the type of portfolio that we create here at the Wealth Guardians that they know that they are not risk-free by any means, but that their risk is certainly a lot less than what the market is. And if they saw the market crashing as it did in December of 2018, they knew that their portfolios were relatively safe compared to the risk that the market was going down. And that speaks, like I say, that speaks volumes. And I, I always find that a good story to tell that a lot of advisors would have said, sorry, folks, you all have a great dinner. I can't make it tonight. I'm under the weather or whatnot. 
And that is not how things went that December evening when we had that uh, party for all of our clients, which just, like I say, speaks volumes that uh, our clients know that their portfolio is in stable hands and uh, is not subject to the full risk of the market. And that's it. Uh, folks, uh, we really do appreciate you uh, coming in and tuning in like a lot of you do. Thank you. 336-391-3409 is our number, 336-391-3409. If you want to talk to us about your retirement plans, we're always here to uh, see what services we can provide. Other than that, you have a great weekend, and we will see you here next weekend as well.